podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Jenks Center Podcast. In today's episode, it's just going to be me again, Jenks. Um, today, um, Hammer and I have been running into scheduling conflicts the last couple of days. Yesterday, my Wi-Fi was completely dead. We are going to record yesterday. That didn't work out. The day before that, Hammer had some scheduling conflicts. So in today's episode, is just going to be me, and I'm just going to be talking about the most recent NFL news. There's been a bunch of news going around the first few days of training camp. I'm just going to get into the news. I won't keep you guys waiting. Let's get right into it. Welcome to the Jenks and the Hammer podcast. Bringing you the latest NFL news and insights from the perspectives of two diehard fans. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some football talk with Jenks and the Hammer. And here we go, here we go. All right, so jumping right into the first segment of the day, Jonathan Taylor. Um, this guy's been going crazy right now on social media. It's, it's trending, you know. Jonathan Taylor and the Colts are kind of in a turmoil situation here. You know, like um, Jim Ursay, Jonathan Taylor, they're not seeing eye to eye. Jim Ursay comes out after Jonathan Taylor discusses or requests a trade. It's released that Jonathan Taylor requests a trade. Jim Ursay responds by saying, if I die, the league's going to forget. If Jonathan Taylor is still on this roster, if he doesn't play, once he's gone, NFL is not going to care. And he's right. The NFL is going to move on one way or another. They're going to keep chugging along, making their money. Everyone's going to be watching without these two guys in the league either way. Like, it's just how it's going to work. Jonathan Taylor then comes in, has a back injury when he comes into camp the next day. Allegedly, it's on Twitter. Oh, injured. Then Jonathan Taylor responds and says, my back was never injured. I don't have an injury. On and He tweets it out himself, his own news. So you can't say, oh, it's fake news, fake news. Jonathan Taylor actually tweeted it. And they've been going back and forth, and it's a little bit interesting, but he was at camp the other day, I believe it was yesterday, and he's walking with a limp, you know? He's walking like a like an old man, and he doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. People are tweeting, this is what an old man looks like. This is what I look like after getting up, after lounging back in my recliner for the day. A lot of memes, and it's not, it's not like a good standing for Jonathan Taylor, because if he is hurt, then he's going to be put on the NFI. And the NFI is the non, um, non-football non injury list. So it means basically he got hurt outside of football. And he can be completely screwed for this year. He could be unpaid, his salary not paid by the Colts. Then next year, he still has that one year left on his contract. So it'd be resetting from square one just a year from today without any money. So instead of holding out and getting paid, he'd be getting no money, not playing, and then screwed for next year as well. So I think that's an interesting situation here, unraveling. For the next few days, few weeks, we'll figure out how it goes. I think, honestly, I could see him going somewhere else. I could see him getting traded. But the thing is, a lot of teams might not want to trade for him if he is hurt. So we have to see if that's real or if he's just kind of exaggerating that. See what's going on there. But I think one thing that is interesting is the Bills are a perfect spot for Jonathan Taylor. And here's why. So Naheem Hines just got hurt. He was jet skiing, terrible accident. You know, one of his friends or whoever was with him crashed into his leg. He, he's out for the season. And that's something you don't want to see. Like, that's just not something anyone wants to see as a football fan, a guy getting hurt in a non-football injury and being screwed for the season. So now Jonathan Taylor comes in. If he gets traded to the Bills, that's it's J, or, um, James Cook and um, Jonathan Taylor. That's a great back-to-back duo for the Bills. You know, like they're, they're missing a few pieces to getting that ring possibly, which Bills fans have been dreaming about for years now. My mom's a Bills fan. She went through four straight years without a Super Bowl ring. 
I can't imagine that as a fan. I mean, I'm a Saints fan. I, I went through hell. I went through a lot of bad plays. But four Super Bowls without a ring, back to back to back to back, or whatever it was, I can't even imagine that. So as a Bills fan, I think you guys you guys want Jonathan Taylor pretty bad. If he's healthy, if he's not, if he's injured, obviously, you wouldn't want that trade. So coming off from this, I want to talk about the two free agent running backs that are of high value, high value possibly, Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. So Zeke, he just visited with, uh, I believe it was the Patriots. And, you know, it's, it seems like a weird fit for the Patriots. They usually want that receiving kind of back. So like a guy like James White has been for them the last few years. Zeke's more of that power back, just getting every yard that he can. He's been getting bigger. He's been getting a little, a little slower. You can see it on the field. And I think that's a weird fit. Um, I think I, I could see it happening, but it's just not something I really, it's not something I would love. And I don't think Patriots fans would love it either. Zeke's been on the decline every year. And I think it's, I think it's pretty visible. Then you have a guy, <clears throat> sorry. Then you have a guy like Dalvin Cook, who's a game changer wherever he lands. And right now he visited the Jets the other day. And that's somewhere where if he goes there, that's just another weapon for Aaron Rodgers and the team. They're on the ring chase right now in a tough AFC East. And a guy like Dalvin Cook can bring them over the edge. Now, I'm not saying if they, if they do acquire Dalvin Cook, they're 100%. It's still the Jets. And the Jets, every single year, have had a little bit of hype. And then they go down the drain. That's just how it works for the Jets. They're the Jets for a reason. They haven't done anything for a reason. Zach Wilson, all the hype was there. and then. He sucked. And now you have Aaron Rodgers and you have no reason to stink. So if you stink it up this year, then something's really wrong with that organization. We're going to see what's going to happen over the next couple of years if, if this year doesn't work. And, and I still don't think they can win a ring. They're in a tough AFC versus the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Dolphins, Ravens. Ben, I already said Bengals. Steelers are, are going to be all right. There's a bunch of teams in the AFC that are looking pretty solid. And you're just throwing right in. And you're hoping for a ring, but it's still going to be tough. You're going to have to work for it every single week. So I'm interested to see what happens in that situation. Now, coming from the Jets, something very, very interesting went down this week. My former head coach, the Saints former head coach, sorry, Sean Payton attacked Nathaniel Hackett, basically saying this was the worst coaching job I've ever seen. He came into the organization on the Broncos, realized that basically – the walls had been torn down. The team was terrible. Everyone was, everyone's morale was trashed. It wasn't a team that thought they could win. It wasn't anything. The team had been destroyed. And Sean Payton basically is like, I'm rebuilding this from the ground up. And, you know, that could be either because Sean Payton sees what is happening, thinks he might not be able to win. He could be looking at it like, oh, crap. This is going to be hard to turn around. Let's throw it off on someone else. So if it doesn't work out, then I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of blame on someone else, not just on me. But in my opinion, I, I think Sean Payton can do it. Sean Payton, I saw what he did with the Saints. I, I mean, I was too young when he first got there. But seeing from the 2014, 2015, 2016, having like three of the worst ranked defenses of all time, then going to 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, he back to back to back to back NFC South titles, that's a guy that if you have him as a head coach, your team might get turned around. And, and as Russell Wilson at the quarterback, they, got, they definitely have a shot to be something in the, in the AFC. So I'm excited to see what they got over there. And then the Jets, on the Jets side of this story, Nathaniel Hackett responded saying he was blindsided. He broke a coach's rule. And, and I'm all for that. Like, you can stand your ground, you know? Like, why is he calling you out? 
But at the same time, what you did over there was pretty damn terrible. You got Russ, your fans were ecstatic, and then you shit the bed. Lack of better words. That's what you did. You did terrible. Then you left. You got fired and then left. So I don't know what other words to say, but you sucked. You were terrible there. You didn't deserve the head coaching job in the first place. And then it was showed in the season. And Robert Sala came to your defense and got good for you. And Aaron Rodgers too. They both came to your defense and as they should, they're going to back you up. And I think Robert Sala did good in that. And, and Aaron Rodgers said, keep my coach's name out of your mouth to Sean Payton. So now all the NFL fans are looking forward to week five. That should be a primetime game. Whatever it is now, if it's not a primetime game, I know we probably can't flex it, but we should be, it should be a primetime game that everyone's going to be want to watch in that game. If the Broncos pull that out, it's going to be amazing for Sean Payton. And it's going to be, it's going to be one of those Sean Payton kind of revenge games where it's like, he's just showing up and he's there to beat you and basically run up the score, whatever he wants to do, he's going to do it. So I'm interested to see what happens there. And then going into our next discussion, it's going to be, there were a lot of injuries this week. You know I, I mean? Injury wise, Tim Patrick, Zach Moss, Joe Burrow, three pretty big injuries. I mean, the Broncos, just like we were just talking about, they have a lot. They have a few weapons for Russell Wilson out there. KJ Hamler just went down with he had like a heart injury, which is pretty serious. Hopefully, he he heals pretty fast. Tim Patrick just tore or tore his Achilles, ruptured his Achilles, and that's not what you want going into one week of training camp. Then guys like Zach Moss broke his forearm, and then Joe Burrow he strained his calf. And it looked like a ruptured Achilles when it happened. Everyone was like, oh, holy crap, his Achilles is gone. There was a few Bengals fans saying, oh, it's just a cramp, it's just a cramp. Everyone who watched that video knew it wasn't a cramp. That was a bunch of Bengals fans just praying, praying to the gods for it to be a cramp. So when that came out to be a calf strain, honestly, that was great news for the Bengals. It's not a ruptured Achilles. He can still play for the season. It's going to be a few weeks before he's back, but it's he might be back for the season, if not one or two games into the season. So that's good for Bengals fans. One other thing I'd like to touch on from training camp that I think is really interesting in this in this scenario, because we always talk about it. You know, there's always the camp guys that stand out. Holy crap, these guys are going to be best rookie of the year. This guy's going to be rookie of the year. This guy's going to be the best comeback player of the year, best improved player of the year. You have these discussions every single camp, and we're only one week in. Keep in mind, we have another three, four weeks. So I think something that's extremely interesting to talk about and, and it's pure speculation is who's going to be the best rookie receiver. Because there's been a few guys that stand out, and this was a loaded rookie receiver class. Jordan Addison, JSN, Quentin Johnston, Quentin Johnson. Um, then you had Zay Flowers, and then Jalen Hyatt, a guy who I thought was going to be great. I was saying this guy is going to have possibility to be the number one receiver in this, in this rookie class. Because of his stats in college, they, they kind of showed it. And he landed on the, in the Giants, who have Daniel Jones. So it's kind of like, yeah, he might not live up to the hype with Daniel Jones as quarterback, but you see a trading camp, he's been going off. And allegedly his speed is something that's shown off. I think yesterday was clocked at 24 miles per hour. And that's something that was faster than Tyree Killer, as fast as Tyree Kill, who's been regarded as the cheetah. He's been the fastest guy in the league. And now if Jalen Hyatt's able to do that for the Giants, that's that's huge. And his stats could show off. Then you look at a guy like Quinn Johnson, who was purely speculative a guy who in college was doing well because of his size and a lot of people were thinking oh it's just his size in college he's a huge dude he's fast he has all the tangibles 
but he didn't have, he didn't have the best hands. So he kind of fell in the draft stock right before the draft. His, his stock started falling and guys like JSN who, who'd been regarded as the best running or the best receiver in college for a year and a year before that, even with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, he had still, still been going off. So JSN goes to the Seahawks. Then you have Jordan Addison. He goes to the Vikings. Then you have Quinn Johnson who goes to the Chargers with Justin Herbert, who has an already loaded receiver room. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, now Quinn Johnson. That's a situation for him where if he's the wide receiver three, taking guys, the corner, the third corner on the team, stacking up against him, or if he's in the slot or something like that, a nickel corner, you know, you're looking at something that's really intriguing down there. And then a guy like JSN, who's a, most likely to be a slot, he could play the one a good amount as well. But I see him being like a guy like a Tyler Lockett replacement when Tyler Lockett re- retires, which should be pretty soon now. He's, he's getting up there in age. He's not, he's not retiring yet. But I think a guy like JSN and Quinn Johnson, those are the two best rookie receivers this year. And I think that's who, who's going to be basically playing their butts off for possibly offensive rookie of the year. Obviously now it's probably going to go to Bryce Young or CJ Stroud because those are the rookie quarterbacks. And usually if a rookie quarterback does semi-well, does pretty well, they're going to get that award just because the NFL has a bias towards quarterbacks. And that's how it is. Like that's, and that's, you know, it stinks for guys that are skilled positions, but a quarterback that does pretty well as a running, as a rookie that gets their team a winning season by chance, that's the guy who's likely going to get it. So, you know, I, I think it's intriguing between JSN and Quentin Johnson, who is the best rookie receiver this year. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to, I'm going to say pure speculation here. I think Quinn Johnson has the best year as a rookie receiver. And JSN's a, qu- a close second. I think it's going to be one of the two. Guys like Jordan Addison, you know, he's he's going to be good. He is the Vikings, but I think Justin Jefferson's going to be taking a lot of the catches. And Jordan Addison's more of a possession guy. I don't see him getting a lot of yards after the catch. Then you got a guy like Zay Flowers who could who could also be pretty up high up there. And Jalen Hyatt. Those two are more of, I don't know, they're more the speedy guys, but they, they can do a lot of things. But a guy like Quentin Johnson has game-breaking potential with his height, with his size, with his speed. This guy in the red zone, he could be unstoppable if he learns how to catch and does it well. And in training camp so far, we're only a week in, he's shown that. He's shown he can be a red zone threat. He's mossing the DBs. He's, he's, he has shown off he has good hands. He's toe-drag toe um, catches on the sidelines. This guy's looking good. JSN has been an early favorite of Geno Smith. And with a guy like DK Metcalf, uh, Tyler Lockett on that team, him being the favorite at rookie running back or rookie receiver, that's pretty crazy to think about. So these two guys, I really think have game-breaking potential, but I think Quinn Johnson, if he is somehow able to pull it off, get those hands in check, and be, be basically what his size allows him to be and be a game-breaking receiver, I think he has potential to be the best rookie receiver in the league, and I'm interested to see what he does. Now, Apart from all of this NFL news, huge NFL news that I think is actually valuable to all NFL fans to know, fantasy football-wise, and just if you want to know in general if you're an NFL fan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back here into something that's purely Saints. Purely Saints. I mean, potentially, if, if you want a long-shot fantasy guy that's most likely not going to do anything, but if he possibly returns to his old self, he could be pretty damn good in fantasy as well. Jimmy Graham. In case... For you guys who didn't know, Jimmy Graham was started out for his rookie years as a Saints, uh, as a Saints player. He was, at that time, a top two tight end in the league. 
him and Rob Gronkowski were the one and two tight end in the league. And they were interchangeable because they were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for touchdowns and yards even. These were two guys who were balling out game after game after game. And guys didn't know what to do to guard them. Jimmy Graham in the red zone, good luck. Good luck. This guy could drag two, and same with Gronk even, could drag two guys, take them for a ride and score a touchdown in the same play. Then Jimmy Graham dunks in the dunks in the goalpost and basically gets it all in their face and says, what are you going to do about it? So a guy like Jimmy Graham, he got out and he got traded. He was in a little bit of a discussion and conflict with the Saints about if he wanted to be a tagged as a receiver. He went to he went to NFL court or whatever, whatever it is considered, and basically testified against Sean Payton. Or Sean Payton testified against him that he's a tight end, and there was a whole this whole thing. And then he ended up getting traded. Whether or not because it was because of that, who knows? So Jimmy Graham leaves the Saints, goes to the Seahawks, blows out his knee. Then the next year, I think I think it was two years after that, he gets 10 year 10 touchdowns on the Seahawks. Shows a little bit like, oh, I'm still Jimmy Graham. And you see trickled in plays of him, one-hand catch on guys, just mossing guys, carrying guys to the end zone, showing that he still has that potential. Then he goes to the Packers, doesn't do as much. Then he goes to the Bears, doesn't do as much again. He has eight touchdowns, I think, his last year on the, on the Bears. And his last play of his career, it seemed, was going to be a one-handed catch against the Saints in the playoffs where he catches the ball, runs into the end zone. Actually, that might have been the year before he finish but he runs into the end zone and just leaves he says i'm out and that was against the saints so that's an interesting play for that to be like oh he's done and then i think it's about about a week ago today he comes out saints release a notification jimmy graham signs with the saints jimmy graham signs with the saints that was crazy everyone seeing that was like holy crap Saints fans across the uh, across the country are like, holy, holy crap, we just got Jimmy Graham back. The Falcon killer himself. And me as a Jimmy Graham fan, he was my favorite player in the league. He was the guy who got me into football, him and Drew Brees. And, you know, a guy like him, I already shared my story about he reached out to me and gave me a signed rookie card. And then I got to meet him in person at training camp, everything like that. It was special. And I was like 12 when the Saints traded him. And I was like the worst day of my fandom as at all in the NFL. It was my worst day as an NFL fan. I, I saw it on the news and I was crushed. I went up to my dad like, dad, we traded Jimmy Graham. What are we going to do? Because I was just like, I mean, I was just a young kid. I'm like, Jimmy Graham's the future of the Saints. He's the best player in the league in my eyes. And he gets traded. I'm blindsided. I have no clue what to do. But then so a few years later, I think it's like 10 years later or eight years later now. Jimmy Graham's brought back, brought back. And as a Saints fan, and as a now an older fan witnessing basically huge news in my life, Jimmy Graham's back, and I couldn't be happier. I could not be happier. And from what it seems, he's doing pretty damn well in camp so far. He's had a few catches. He trucked Troy Pride Jr. yesterday. Chirped him afterwards as well. Just something that, <laughs> that's pretty hilarious. Being a 36-year-old trucking a younger cornerback and then getting in his mouth, that's funny. And he's doing it at 36 after a blown knee, after getting a bike accident this year where his calf was sliced open. This guy, Jimmy Graham, is coming back into the league, and people are sleeping on him, man. They think, oh, he's too old. And he showed that a little bit on the other teams. But I think he, the last year out of the league, he's been biking nonstop, like hundreds of miles a week, he said. 
and you see it on his Instagram stories, just biking constantly. And, and, and when he's not biking, he's flying a plane. This guy's the most interesting man in the world. And he's out here coming back to the Saints in shape, slimmed down a little bit. So he might be a little bit, a little bit speedier. Might not be able to truck as many guys, but he's looking damn good. So I'm just seeing over the next few weeks how that works out. Saints fans, let me know what you think about the Jimmy Graham signing down below. And, you know, I'm just ready for it. I'm ready for the Saints season. I think everyone's ready for their team seasons. And I'm ready for the NFL football to be back. This Thursday, we have Jets-Browns Hall of Fame game. I'm excited. Even though it's gonna, it's not a good football game. Like, you know, it's, it's all the third strings, fourth strings usually. But those are guys fighting for NFL spots. Fighting for their dreams. And that's something exciting. We got hard knocks next week. I'm excited. I think all NFL fans should be excited. NFL season's almost here. I'm ready for it. Let's get right into the outro. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening into the Jenks and the Air podcast. I know it's just me today. It's just Jenks. And it's not always the best when it's just one person. You like listening to conversations in between two people. And I hope I brought these good discussions. You know, I mean, I hope you guys are thinking about the things I'm talking about and giving your opinions. If you want, you can comment down below. I want to see what you guys think on these different these different topics. Give us your thoughts. I want to comment down below to you guys, respond to you guys. And again, if you guys didn't know, we're also doing a subscriber fantasy league. We want to interact with the fans, with the subscribers. If you comment down below, let us know you want to join. We'll get you in the league. We want to give a guy, we want to give away the winner a miniature football helmet of their team, something small. You know, it's it's not anything crazy. John and I are both college, college students. We're not rich. We're paying for a uh, basically to make this podcast we're not making anything from we're just doing this for our, our fun this is our passion project it's something fun for us so comment down below if you want to join the league just comment down below on your thoughts on this video on the topics what are your thoughts in the nfl world right now comment any news that you want to you want to hear talked about or comment any news that you think is crazy what your just your thoughts in general we want to hear it. and with that Remember to subscribe on YouTube at Jenks and Hammer Podcast. Remember to listen in on Apple Podcasts or Spotify at Jenks and Hammer Podcast. Then follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Jenks Hammer Pod. We love hearing you guys. We love hearing from you guys. We just want to interact. Let's keep the community growing. Let's get to it. Everyone kill it. Everyone have a great night. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the Jenks and the Hammer Podcast. Remember to leave a review and follow all of our social media pages at Jenks Hammer Pod for more content. Until next time, who dat? And go pack go. Sports Social Podcast Network.